Okay, trivia time. Time is on the clock. Name five things that automatically come to mind when thinking about wealth management or financial advisors. Ready, go. Oh, uh, that's easy. Um, bored, painful, rather listen to my in-laws. Numbers, numbers, numbers. Almost there. Uh, torture? We have a winner. Let's tell him what he's won. You've won the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Yes, it's a financial show, but we talk to you like human beings talk. Sure, we do the traditional retirement planning and money management, but we also help plan for other decisions, like buying a car, selling a home, buying vacation properties, or selling a business. We're more than financial advisors to you. Pennywise Financial, brought to you by Monarch Wealth Management. This is Pennywise Financial, and this is Konstantin Katrinos and David Georgiev. Good morning, everyone. Konstantin here, Monarch Wealth Management. Welcome to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Good morning, Dave Georgiev here, Monarch Wealth Management. Uh, we have with us today Brandon DeCesar of Optima Benefits. Uh, Brandon, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? All right, great. Good morning, guys. Appreciate you having me on. This is uh, a lot of fun here. Uh, so, yeah, so Optima Benefits and Payroll. Uh, we're a family-owned business here in Brighton, New York. Uh, we service uh, small to large businesses on the payroll and benefits side uh, of things. And, uh, you know, just really concentrate on the service end, helping our clients, you know, get the resources and information that they need to, uh, to be successful. I bet you guys are going crazy right now with questions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a busy time, but you know we're really priding ourselves in the uh, service end uh, of what we're doing for our clients right now. It's kind of been uh, something we've kind of taken on as you know more of a value add to our clients, and you know really just diving into this, the new laws and the new rulings, and you know how people can navigate through it all. And, you know, really I think it's been resonating very well with our clients. They, they know that we're there for them. They, you know, they know, you know that we're a resource that they can count on for, you know, correct information for one and a quick, quick turnaround is, is also something that we're, you know, always trying to do to, to provide that next level of service that I don't think you get with your larger national providers. Uh, so, you know, really just trying to shine through on, on what we're trying to provide. And I think it's really, um, let stand apart. Yeah. I, I'm wondering now, so obviously we're in wealth management and we work together, uh, with you guys providing a lot of the payroll and benefits side of things with companies, but you work mainly with small to mid-sized companies in, in upstate New York. Am I right? So kind of your bread and yeah, butter. That's the, yeah, that's definitely the majority of, of where our business is, but we are scattered about the entire country and probably, I want to say about 35 to 40 states. So we are in the majority of uh, states one way or the other, whether it's, you know, businesses with multi-location or we do have some uh, large national partnerships that we manage association programs for that, you know, really taking us all over the country, which is challenging, but um, also, you know, helps us to educate ourselves all across the country um, because of that. So it's, you know, it's interesting to see the different dynamics all across the country and, people dealing with the different problems and how they're handling it. And, you know, even with this whole coronavirus, you know, the governors, certain governors handle things differently than others. Um, but, you know, we certainly are focused in the Rochester area. 
Um, you know, that's our bread and butter. That's where we, you know, that's our community we serve and that's, you know, where we're most utilized, but uh, we definitely have reaches all across the country. So quick question on the, uh, on the small to mid-sized companies. It, it, what are people doing? I mean, obviously the virus is slowing uh, things down and non-essential businesses are, n- are not open, but as far as payroll benefits, how, how do you see things? I mean, are, are people still running payroll? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're seeing, I would say about a 20% drop in, um, you know, checks that we're cutting, uh, which, you know, to me, I thought would be far more than that, but we are certainly seeing a drop there. Uh, the benefit side, you know, thankfully a lot of our clients obviously see the value in having your health insurance right now. And so, you know, a lot of it has been, um, you know, even when they do lay off or furlough their employees, they're still allowing those employees to remain on the health plan. Now, this isn't everybody, but I would say the vast majority are allowing that to happen, you know, knowing and hoping that the, uh, the PPP money comes through here um, soon and, and to allowing them to continue to keep their employees on the books. Um, and so they're allowing that to kind of continue on uninterrupted um, for the most part. So it's really been, you know, everybody I think is really kind of coming together to try and combat this as best as possible. And, you know, I think, you know, we were seeing obviously a drop, but not, I think, as bad as you would, you would maybe think. That's good news. That's good to hear. I know you guys have been integral. We're obviously, uh, we have a strategic alliance and communicating with us, the PPP, the updates. But um, I could tell you there was a lot of business owners I talked to. I know Dave talked to the same. Uh, they were just confused about the whole PPP. What is it? You know, a lot of business owners were telling me, the last thing I need right now is another debt. That's the way they looked at it. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm thankful. I appreciate everything that you guys did as far as communicating it. But there were business owners that were just, they just misinformed. They didn't know if they even qualified. And it's a shame. I don't yeah. know that the business owners that needed the funding are actually getting it. Yeah. I, I, I mean, obviously I just saw on the news the other day, you know, Ruth Chris is getting, you know, $20 million to, you know, fund their business while they're on the shutdown. Um, you know, I, I, I was telling everybody who, who would listen to me that, you know, apply, go get that money. It's out there for small business. You have no reason not to apply. Um, you know, worst case scenario in the event you have to pay the money back. It's, it's money that you were holding on to for a short period of time, but you know, most likely you have a rent to pay. You may have a mortgage to pay. You're going to be able to use some of that money um, regardless of your employee counts. And if you bring them back, you know, I'm telling everybody that, you know, you need to, you know, obviously there's layoffs and everybody, you know, had to do what they had to do to survive. Um, but the whole point of the PPP was to allow you to bring your employees back, even if they're not able to work, but bring them back, basically get them off unemployment and on your book. Uh, some of the snags due to the way that the law was written um, in regards to some of that is because of the state on un- the way the unemployment got written with that $600 bonus that, that the Fed was providing, you know, some of the owners are looking, well, my, you know, my employees are making more money, you know, on unemployment than they would be working for me. And so, you know, that's caused some, some angst there. And I think it's, uh, you know, I don't know what the, the thought process was with all that, but that's certainly out there. And, you know, anybody really who make it, makes under $50,000 um, is making more money on unemployment than they would be, you know, working, working for their business or, you know, on the books for the business, you know, so, but, you know, even still, you know, a business can, you know, obviously they have officers that they're paying and that are, you know, potential workers that they need to have on the books and that they need to be paying. Um, 
you know, so that's money that everybody should be getting. Obviously, you know, they just said that the, uh, the fund has been, you know, tapped out. Uh, they're working on that phase four right now to try to bring in, you know, more funding for it. And so we'll see what happens there. But, I, you know, I think everybody uh, that has a business should be applying and trying to get that money and working with their bankers. Um, you know, we took a different stance as a payroll company and really we're a partner with all our clients to try to help them, you know, understand and facilitate the whole process and providing the reports and everything that they needed in order to, you know, be ready when, you know, the floodgates open. So, you know, we're not really seeing a lot of our clients, you know, upset that there's a shutdown because hopefully vast majority because of our communication were able to go out and get done what they needed to uh, before this you know funds drew, you know, dried up yeah and, and i would say to that brandon uh the communication that you and your company uh outlay to everybody i mean i, I would i'm assuming all of your clients but even us as your payroll clients to to get the constant communication there for a week week and a half leading up to the application was such a value add and you talked about it at the beginning where you said that that you focus primarily on small and mid-sized companies being a, a smaller company to have that resource every single day uh, you know and if, if you go back a couple of weeks every single day something new was getting added or changed or updated and so what you heard on Monday was completely different from what was actually happening by Thursday or Friday of that week so to have that constant communication coming from you guys was was definitely a value add as a, as a small business um, and, and I do think that's what sets you guys apart uh, from a competitive advantage so i mean thank you for that that helped us you know drastically absolutely appreciate that with that let's uh, take a quick pause for a break and we'll be right back do you own a business and feel like your payroll and benefits provider is leaving you behind consider the solid team at optima benefits and payroll where they put you first as a strategic partner we work hand in hand with optima to help business owners and their employees with a tailored plan to fit their needs as a brokerage firm, they have the advantage of working direct with carriers to deliver the right solutions at the right price. Optima believes you deserve options, and failing to do the best for you is not one of them. Visit OptimaBenefitsGroup.com today for information on how they can help you in your business. That's OptimaBenefitsGroup.com. Welcome back to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. We have our special guest, Brandon DeCesar, with Optima Benefits and Payroll. I know, guys, we just started talking about the PPP and uh, what business owners are doing. I read an article about a couple that owned a brewery, and uh, this was kind of off-season for them. So they did get approved. They got the funding. But then there's stipulations on when and how you can use the assets that you get you know, so that they are forgiven. And they're saying that basically they have this shortened window um, of opportunity for them to use those funds and they just don't need the people. They, they would be glad to bring these people back on and hire them full time, but it, now is not the right time. And I could see that happening with a lot of business owners. So the, the idea, the concept was great as far as execution. I don't know that it was thought out thoroughly. Are you seeing a lot of impact like that uh, on the PPP, Brandon? Well, the idea that was set forth in the whole idea of the PPP was to get people off unemployment and tie them back to their employers. So, you know, while there may not still be work for these employees, it still is, you know, essentially in order for you to get your loan forgiven, you need to bring back your employees to keep your full-time employee accounts in line with where your measurement period was when you applied for your loan. So, for example, if you had 10 employees, 
when the measurement period, and let's just say you use the January 1 to February 29, 2020 measurement period, and you get approved for your loan, that eight-week period starts, and you're supposed to have those 10 employees back, uh, or at least that full-time equivalency back, in order for the loan to be completely and fully forgiven. So let's just say, for example, you only brought eight back. And now you have, you know, eight of your 10 employees, you will have to pay back 20% of that loan uh, because you do not have your full-time equivalency numbers in line with where they were when you started your measurement period. Now, you know, I just received my, you know, loan closing documents yesterday, you know, hoping that I was going to get some further details on some of the finer print uh, items. Unfortunately, it wasn't in there. Um, so I'm curious to see how this all will play out. Because um, there were some stipulations within the law itself that allowed for, um, I guess they called it special circumstances, to allow for employees to come back on by June 30th. Uh, so, you know, there's cer certainly some things out there. Um, I obviously would rather err on the side of caution and, you know, essentially bring back all my employees, um, you know, during that eight-week period that you have the, the loan funds to spend. Uh, in order to you know, make sure that I am not going to be responsible to pay back uh, the loan. Yeah. Do Do you think that they should have made it where it was almost like kicking the can down the road a little bit to to start that uh, speculation period, if you will, the eight week period to to more down the road where it was like, okay, the economy's opening back up. Um, now we need these people again because to Constantine's point. If, especially if you're in the restaurant industry and you're, I mean, New York state Cuomo just uh, announced yesterday that we're staying in this kind of status uh, until May 15th uh, to now, if, if you get this paycheck tomorrow or next week as a restaurant, you still can't open up. So uh, when the reports show uh, you're still not going to have the payroll. Yeah. I mean, again, I think the idea was to have the employees still tied to the employer as, as opposed to being tied to the unemployment system. Uh, and again, I think the shortfall there was the additional $600 causing an issue because, you know, if you're not making your full pay uh, on unemployment, of course you'd want to go back to your employer, but you're going to have a lot of employees that are probably going to say, well, I'm making more money on unemployment than I would be, even though I'm not working still on your books. So I think yeah. that's going to cause some issues. But at the end of the day, you know, the employers, again, they need to do what's best for their, their business and not necessarily what's you know, best for the employees. But, you know, you're going to have you're going to have that gamut uh, all over the place where employers are going to say, you know what, I, I don't necessarily need need the funds. I'd rather my employees make more money on unemployment. Uh, I guess that's going to be on a case by case basis. But, you know, the government basically was trying to tie the employees back to the employer so that when the trigger was pulled to get back to work. Everybody was still on the books and still working and tied to their employers without, you know, much to do. So um, I understand what you're saying exactly, you know, and I, I get it because, you know, in New York, we, we still don't have a true finish line here. And so this eight week funds might, you know, be you know, all fine and good to, to get us uh, to a certain period, but we may need another, you know, another bit of funding in order to keep things rolling. So, um, you know, again, the idea, though, certainly was to have and the employer still working together, even if there isn't work. Yeah. Do, do you think that they'll come up with another um, cash uh, stimulus plan for, for small businesses? You know, I, it's, uh, it's one of those things. I, I'm certainly hopeful. I think they have to. Um, you know, the, the first line of getting the PPP through 
on the CARES Act was, was certainly a struggle. Uh, there was a lot of uh, additional funded options that were provided and put into that whole uh, law, but uh, yeah. I'm sure they'll get it done. Um, you know, if, if that's something that's needed, they're, they're going to, I'm sure, get, get done what needs to get done. So uh, certainly hopeful if uh, there's more money that's needed to supply and prop up the, uh, the economy and small business that uh, they'll get it done. I am optimistic. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely needed, and I hope that they, they do reach an agreement. But let's talk about distribution for just a minute, because I have business owners that work with a ton of different lenders, both small and regional banks and credit unions that are SBA approved, and then you've got the big banks. What I'm seeing is, in the articles I'm reading, I mean, it's a very, very small amount of the large banks that are actually funding these loans. I mean, maybe 9 or 10% of the applications. Is that what you guys are hearing? Uh, I mean, I think regionally here is, is probably the most information, you know, I have um, on that side of things. And I know Chase was kind of late to the game, um, obviously on the national side, uh, but M&T was, was on it. Uh, I know KeyBank was, was all over it. I think they were one of the, the leaders going in and, you know, our, our bank at CMB, I think did a, did a good job. I've heard good things about, uh, you know, Bank of Castile and, and, and the such there. So I think the regionals, you know, had to take on a larger role because that's where small businesses are mostly working with. So I think, you know, small business wants to work with a regional local community bank. Um, not to say that they don't want to work with the larger banks, but, you know, that they had to kind of, everybody had to step up. And I think uh, for the most part, you know, locally here, uh, the banks did a, did a fairly good job. Yeah, I would agree. The, definitely the smaller banks, every from everybody that I've talked to that own small businesses, um, CMB, Canandaigua, I mean, I heard they shined. Um, everybody that I talked to that works with Canandaigua, they applied. First of all, they applied on Friday instead of some of the larger banks where you have to wait until Monday or Tuesday. Um, but they got their, they, they got approved and all that. And, and I don't know if they've received their funding yet, but everything's just kind of been smooth. Uh, same with ESL, M&T. Um, same thing, but but banks like Chase, um, I did not know anybody at Key, so I'm glad to hear that they were on board, but big banks like Chase, I mean, are struggling, and I think that they're worried about these these big lenders, these big relationships that they have that, that may start defaulting on loans, and, and when you hear Jamie Dimon talk about what's going on, he sounds very pessimistic, which is honestly very unlike his usual kind of persona, if you will. Um, so it's, it's a little bit disappointing to see that, but I think that he's looking at the bigger, the bigger, uh, long-term tale of how this kind of impacts his bottom line. Oh yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think they're going to need funding. There's going to be a potential massive defaults on the credit card and mortgages. I mean, if you don't have income coming in, how you pay your mortgage and there's all kinds of relief. Um, you think about landlords and, and, uh, tenants not having to pay, um, so I don't know. It's good. It's going to be tough. But market's been. I mean, market's been on fire. Market's coming back pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a different sentiment than what we're seeing on the. I mean, I was out in public yesterday. I don't go out very much, but so I had the mask on. I had the the duck bill mask on, and uh, I went out to the liquor store to buy a bottle of wine. And um, the the liquor store owner said, "Wow, after Cuomo's announcement about this continued." Uh, containment, I guess, quarantine until the 15th, he said business was just booming. So everybody was out buying alcohol. Um, and I believe that. Yeah. But uh, it, it's when you're out in public, I thought it might make me feel good. It, it, it did just the opposite. I didn't want to be around people. I mean, everybody's in a mask. You're keeping social distancing. Uh, it was not a fun time to be out. 
it just made it the the scary part more real yeah they do say alcohol sales are through the roof right now um which which makes sense right i mean you're home uh i'm trying to find a statistic but uh you guys can kind of go on. I'll see if I can pull it up. But it was something like alcohol sales are up like 75, 80% from what they normally are on. So pretty interesting. And Brandon, yeah, I was listening to some things yesterday with regard to, you know, some of the mental health issues that are going to be transpiring because of all this and the isolation and the loneliness and all that. Uh, it's kind of alarming to think that, you know, of all the, you know, obviously all the billions of dollars being spent on, on medical that we're going to see another influx of additional medical due to all the the quarantine so you know with alcohol and drug use and all the stuff that's going on with that it, it's gonna be interesting uh you know to get all the statistics when this thing is all said and done to, to see just really how much this this whole deal cost yeah absolutely and I, I think that to that point um i think that a lot of people are like when is this thing going to be over I, I don't think this thing is going to be over i think that this not the quarantine itself eventually that will lift but uh, COVID-19 will be part of, you know, our society, part of going forward, kind of like the flu to a certain extent. I know it's a little bit, it's a lot more drastic than the flu. Um, but I think that we'll be living in a new world, if you will, where precautions and things like that, it's, it's not going to be the way that it was. But I think that we're resilient as human beings. But I also think that Americans are, are specifically resilient. I think we have great resources, great wealth here in this country. Um, so I think we're going to move forward without question, but is it going to be the same that it was before? No, it's going to be different and your ability and our ability to adapt is going to be what separates, you know, the winning companies and the losing companies over time. I Brandon, I was just going to ask you really quick too. I don't know. Um, obviously business owners, uh, uh restaurant owners are, are looking for different ways to adapt to this and they've done takeout dinners and to goes and I've even seen them uh, selling cocktails to go. So I, I don't know if that was a, a state law change where you can now come in and pick up, uh, let's say a margarita for the yeah. family. Um, and where was I going with this? <laughs> you just, you just want to start drinking. You just, you just want to keep drinking. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm right. finding any way to get alcohol into the question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. And that maybe we need uh, a quick... Gonna, I mean, it is Friday. It is Friday. I mean, it is it's Friday. Uh, and it's almost 12 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Five o'clock somewhere. Let's take a, uh, a quick commercial break. We'll come back with the last segment in just a minute. Do you own a business and feel like your payroll and benefits provider is leaving you behind? Consider the solid team at Optima Benefits and Payroll, where they put you first. As a strategic partner, we work hand-in-hand -hand with Optima to help business owners and their employees with a tailored plan to fit their needs. As a brokerage firm, they have the advantage of working direct with carriers to deliver the right solutions at the right price. Optima believes you deserve options, and failing to do the best for you is not one of them. Visit OptimaBenefitsGroup.com today for information on how they can help you in your business. That's OptimaBenefitsGroup.com. And welcome back to the third segment of today's podcast. Again, Brandon DeCesar, Optima Benefits Group. Um, Kant, where do you want to, after your uh, wonderful tequila segment, mm -hmm. where did you want to take things next? Well, now that I'm completely drunk on stupor, um, Brandon, let's let's change gears a little bit. I know we talked a lot about the lending and the PPP, all the serious stuff, and um, but let's get to know you a little bit more. Why don't you share a little bit about your background 
uh, and the company Optimal Benefits, why you guys opened the firm, and uh, how you can help small and uh, mid-sized companies in the local area. It's a lot, it's a lot to take on right there, Cons. I hope you guys got a minute. So, uh, yeah, so I've uh, been born and raised here in Rochester. I'm a Quaid graduate um, and went off to University of Buffalo. I played baseball there and then played a little professionally in Italy, came back uh, oh. to start my real career because uh, baseball was a little short-lived, but it was still an amazing experience to get over there and uh, play a little ball. Quick pause, uh, but quick ended pause. Up going to I got yeah. one question for you. I, I know you played baseball. What position? Uh, I played catcher and a little bit of right field. No kidding. I could see him as a catcher. Uh, a little, little, He's yeah, stocky. You know, I got the exactly. I got that that nice stocky build for you. Right. <laughs> you got to be able to take the hit at the plate, right? That man. That's it. So um, yeah. So did the baseball thing. Got to travel all over the country playing ball. Uh, and even obviously other countries, and so uh, the, that dream died unfortunately, and had to get to a to, to real work, and uh, ended up going to Manhattan and worked as a financial advisor uh, for Smith Barney for about five years, um, and then in around 2008, my father, who started Optima, um, basically landed a large national account um, called TCA Global Partners, who's still an account to this day. Uh, but essentially, you know, he, he got this large national account and he just didn't really, he, he had no idea uh, how much work was going to be involved. And he asked me to come home and, and help help work the work the account and help grow the business. Uh, that was in 2008. And uh, so I moved back home to Rochester and uh, you know, had a great relationship with CCA. Spent the you know first few years of, of my career back here working on that account and understanding the, the benefit side of the business. And, um, you know, we, we then, you know, had that account kind of settled and started branching out into more accounts here in the Rochester area and then uh, added my brother in 2011, who was a longtime paychecks and USA payroll employee that decided that we wanted to start our own payroll side of business. And so he joined in 2011. And we've been growing that side of the business uh, ever since. And it's really been an amazing marriage, obviously. You know, we weren't the first to come up with the whole benefits and payroll thing, clearly. Uh, you know, paychecks uh, definitely, you know, brought that to the table. But I think we do a far better job than, than they do at this point. You know, I think they're just too big. Uh, they don't really give the attention to their clients that we do. We have a, just a strong focus on providing so much value-added services. Uh, we really take pride in you know, being true resource for our clients. Uh, we want to see them succeed. We love watching our, our clients grow. Uh, we've had, you know, so many clients, you know, start out with us with maybe five employees or less. And, you know, now we're at 15, 20, 25 employees. And it's just an amazing thing to just be a part of that and helping our clients, you know, bring that you know, growth to their, to their businesses. And, you know, I was trying to, you know, just do our little part just to help help them along the way. And, you know, we're seeing our business grow as well. It's been a tremendous, you know, partnership with the benefits and payroll. My mother does an amazing job uh, with the payroll side of the business. And, uh, you know, I just think that we have a really great future um, moving forward. We just bought a new building um, on Monroe Avenue in Brighton and uh, renovated it. And, you know, really just excited for what the future holds for, for our company. It's just been, you know, just a lot of fun, you know, doing what we do. We're, we're, we're a good group of guys that, you know, want to help and gals, I should say, 
Uh, we just want, we just really do. We want to help our clients. We want to help them grow and we're trying to do everything we can. I mean, we're not perfect, but we're certainly trying. Sure. And that, that, that building, by the way, Brandon, looks amazing. You guys did a great job. Whoever had the, the grand vision for it. When, it, when I saw it being well, painted black, I'm like, black? How's that going to look? And when it was done, and then especially at, at night when the lights are on, I mean, it looks amazing. So Yeah, I love the, yeah, spot, love the uh, location. That's, uh, that's, that's, all, that's all mom right there. That's, uh, really? She's got an eye. She's, she's yeah. a designer. No question. She's amazing. Um, so, you know, all the, you know, she's just phenomenal. So well, welcome we, to the we're really excited when it turned out. Pardon? Welcome to the neighborhood, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I know we're we're not we're not too far. I think I could throw a baseball to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And uh, be- best way for people to get into so if you're a small mid-sized company, uh, Rochester, Syracuse, Buffalo, or anywhere for that matter, uh, the best way to get in touch with you, Brandon, is the website. Yeah, I would say that's going to be your easiest way to do it. Okay. OptimaBenefitsGroup.com. Uh, Perfect. Thank you. Thank you, George. George yes. Eve. George Thank you. Um, Conch, should we ask him the final two? Go ahead. Go ahead. Why, we, Brandon, we, we, we typically uh, we have a little different format. Um, I just thought that the, uh, the business uh, lending, the PPP, was pretty important, so it took up uh, a couple of the segments. But now this part here, we have a little fun. So Dave, why yes. don't you go ahead and ask the two questions that we yeah, have? Yeah, two, two very important questions. Very important. Um, are you ready? I'm ready, man. Okay. Question number one: Who is your favorite superhero and why? Oh Jesus! <laughs> favorite superhero and why? Does Harry Potter count? Did you say Harry Potter? <laughs> Yes, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm. At why? Why is the important part? I mean, I mean, he's just all over. It's fearless, that guy. All right. Fearless. <laughs> he doesn't let anything. Voldemort. Come on, you kidding me? All right. I've never he's seen any chance. of those. Any of those movies? I don't know it. Yeah. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, well, I know. I got, I got small children, and uh, you know, I think that's the flavor of the month right now. So we're just gonna go with that. Sure. It's it's because they like possibly the movie. Super, possibly Superman. If you wanted the real answer, just because he's got sweet hair, and I don't. You, <laughs> you got you. You you still have something up top. You you relax over there. Yeah, you know, it's dwindling. Yeah, I, I feel definitely, that. Definitely based on the angle, depending <laughs> on the angle. <laughs> uh, and our second and final question for you is even more important. If if you were an animal, which animal would you be, and why? Uh, I gotta be a tiger, of course. It's pretty lame, but you know, I could like, see that. Uh, you know, just kind of one of those that get in there and go for it and, you know, kind of have that tenacity. And, and you want to be a tiger, not the Tiger King, correct? You know, I haven't watched that. Uh, I know that that's clearly what everybody and their brother's been watching in this quarantine thing, but uh, I haven't had a chance to, to watch that whole thing. It's, it's, like, it's like watching a train wreck and a bus wreck combined. You, you don't really want to watch it. But you kind of peak, you know, and it's, it's yeah, disturbing. Hey, I've heard, I've heard about it. I just, you know, <laughs> Did you watch I'm, a I'm too busy watching uh, Puppy Dog Pals and uh, <laughs> Trolls. I know, know Puppy all, Dog all those Pals. That's a favorite stuff. in our house. How old are your kids now, Brandon? Yeah. Uh, let's see. I have uh, six, four, and twins that are going to be two in June. Wow. 
That's right, the twin. Yeah. Yep, that was the next kicker at the end there. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Well, Brandon, uh, thank you for your time today. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the, the friendship, the relationship, and everything you do for us at Monarch Wealth Management. Um, and even when we have questions and things like that, I know uh, you and Constantine work hand in hand together. Uh, we value you guys, you and Jason, um, and your company. We appreciate everything you do. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. I appreciate all the insight, Sharon. Uh, and we hope, again, clients, if uh, prospects, if you're looking to get in touch with a great, great outfit, uh, Optima Benefits and Payroll, uh, we can't attest to enough of our appreciation for you guys. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. I enjoyed this. This was fun. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to doing it again. Yeah, we'll have you back on for sure. Sounds good. Absolutely. Thanks right, again. Guys. Appreciate it. All right. Take care, Brandon. Enjoy. Come on, go get a drink. I need <laughs> you need one. <laughs> You've been listening to Pennywise Financial, brought to you by Monarch Wealth Management. Constantine and David really care about their clients. They want to make sure you're happy, so you'll continue to hire them. There's no commitments, and clients are free to leave whenever they want. Think about being able to pick up the phone and call someone for guidance and advice on almost anything, from buying a car, selling a home, buying vacation properties, or even selling a business. Reach out on the website at monarchwealthmanagement.com. There are two offices in Rochester and two offices in Buffalo. Reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Or call us toll-free at 800-480-1580. That's 800-480-1580. Until next time, this is Pennywise Financial, signing off. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC.